I'm excited to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Got to talk about the show, the live stream, the new single, look back a little bit. But let's start with the new single, man. I'm really yeah. digging the new single, Face Down, and and it seems like a perfect tune for right now. Lyrically, you're kind of curious, how long had you been working on it? Did it start during the pandemic? It was, it was instantaneously written in like 15 minutes. Wow, one of those. Huh? It, I just came right to you. I was playing on a new keyboard I have called the pro three sequential pro three. And I was just messing around on it and came up with like a cool baseline using a side chain gate to, to kind of, so it, it gives it this pumping effect. And that's my imitation. <laughs> and, um, I kind of wrote this simple little song on it. And then next thing you know, I was kind of started singing face down. You let me face down you know and i just uh i just recorded the vocals really quickly the lyrics are real simple and um it was one of those songs that just took a few minutes and then i wanted some guitar on it and so i offered i said johnny just do blow wild as they say in jazz <laughs> blow wild bro Adlib. He he wrote a great guitar part for it in like a day or so, and then um, my drummer came in later on, and we we uh, recorded drums for it, and um, and it just fell together really quickly, and the label loved it, and uh, so it's that's why it's out. I it's, love it, man. Uh, yeah, love rocking yeah. it on the radio, and it's the second new one before the beat, and was the first one. Yeah, and all leading up to a new album at some point this year. Yeah, there's a new record coming out in August, um, and uh, it's it's um, it's probably the best thing I've done in 20 years. It, wow! It's, it's without a doubt because what happened was I ended up buying a brand new studio, mm -hmm. and I just I was doing movie scores, and in between movie scores, I would just be like frustrated because. <laughs> You know, you have to pay attention to everybody in a movie score. You have to worry about the director and you have to worry about, you know, the uh, the producers and everybody. And, um, you know, filter is completely my thing. Like it is to the point where the fans are even confused as to like, you know, like because Hey Man, I shot was so heavy. Mm hmm. Then take a picture was so light. Right, they're like, "What's going on with you? Why are you? Why are you?" I like, I don't even sound like filter sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm so creatively out outward, and and I'm I can do so many things with my voice that like I want to express different emotions other than just industrial, you know, hateful stuff. Right. Although this record is actually really heavy, mm. it's probably the heaviest thing we've done. For the Beaten is a pretty good example of uh, how heavy this, how, I mean, people aren't even aware that that's a guitar they're listening to. Yeah. Because I had a friend, Zach Monowitz, who wrote three songs on the new album. Um, he, uh, he was amazing. And uh, yeah, so he, he sent in his tracks and I just put them in an order, like I arranged them and then sang stuff over the top of them. And it, and it was there it is a brand new filter song i so, love it yeah, i mean just tons of creativity on this album and um i'm really psyched for it i'm really happy about it it came out great brian virtue mixed it elias malin plays drums throughout the whole record johnny radke's all over it my guitar player um uh bobby miller 
is the bass player. He played great. He's an amazing bass player. And um, yeah, just a lot of fun. Love it, man. Looking forward to the album and been rocking the new tune face down. And also wanted to touch upon the live stream, California Screaming on HitCore.com coming up here on June 17th. And your first live streaming, is it going to be a lot of the new album? Is it going to be kind of it's a great be, It's We're supposed to play for like an hour and 15 minutes. It's going to be a lot of new stuff for sure. Right. Um, but... Uh, um, you know, I have to visit the classics. You know, we have we have eight records of material, so we try and play at least two or three songs off of each record. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and live streaming. I, I saw Ministry do this at Hitcore. They did theirs there, and they seemed so amazingly professional, and it was done so well that we were like, "Hey, what do you think? Filter do one?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do one." So I um. I am really excited. It's going to be our first, you know, uh, live streaming event. And um, it's going to be great because it'll always be there. Like, it'll be, you know, 20 songs or something, you know, 20 some odd songs live that you can see anytime you want. And, uh, you know, I'm just super pumped about it. It'll always be, it'll be a record of where we're at right now. Yeah, kind of yeah. kind of like a greatest hits record live. Yeah. Yeah, live, exactly. And speaking of live, we do have you live in our market out in the Inland Empire in California at Rock and Brews inside Yamava Casino the day before the live stream on the 16th, mm-hmm. which I imagine will be kind of a, a dress rehearsal for that live It'll stream. It'll be a warm-up. Yeah. It'll be a great warm-up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I hope my voice can handle it because it's a lot. <laughs> there's like five days of rehearsal, then there's the show at the casino, and then there's the show at the um, uh, at Hitcore. So I mean, you know, I got to make sure I manage my <laughs> my my voice just right, which is which is always a challenge. But it's always you know it's it's just something something you got to do when you're a singer. So you know, you were talking earlier about the diversity in music, like take a picture versus hey man, mm-hmm. nice shot. And yeah, uh, when you put together a set list, do you have to be concerned about? you know, putting too many screamy songs together and too many mellow, does that affect the set list, your voice? Well, some songs are so hard to sing. Like, where do we go from here is a rarity just because it is so high. (laughs) I painted myself into a corner when I did that song. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you have to, you have to kind of, you know, I just have to, I have to really warm up before every show and I have to, I have to take care of myself. I cannot get sick. Yeah. Like I can't, like I'm out there and COVID's still a thing. I can right. easily catch COVID. And so I have to be really cool. I have to wear a mask everywhere I go. So I feel like Scar Lord, <laughs> uh, you know, wearing a mask everywhere. And, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. You got to get used to it. You got to take care of yourself. You got to make sure your voice sounds great every time because there's always those people that are unforgiving and they're like, <laughs> singer sucks now. <laughs> can't can't sing anymore. <laughs> His voice is gone. You know, like there's always those there's always those really 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 nice accepting people who who really care you know yeah. <laughs> and i mean that sarcastically you know speaking of live shows i got to touch upon you dude this past weekend how was the sick new world festival for you what was that experience like for you did you that catch up with was, any old friends 
Yeah, that was amazing. It was great. So many of my heroes. Like I literally was watching Skinny Puppy. Yeah. I almost started crying because it was so nostalgic. There were these two kids that were wearing Skinny Puppy shirts right next to me. I went out to the audience and I just mixed in with the audience after we played. Like our show was flawless. We had a great show. It was it was amazing. I was really happy. There's clips of it online on YouTube. Just look up Filter Sick New World. Yeah. And um, and then it was like, okay, the pressure's off. So you get that huge sense of relief. Like, okay, the show's over. Now what? So I went and saw Skinny Puppy. Nice. And um, I literally was almost crying because literally Skinny Puppy, the first time I saw Skinny Puppy live was in 1987. My best friend, Trent Reznor. Yeah. When I was a kid. Wow. And he took me to, to see Skinny Puppy. And like, I was just thinking about how amazing that was my, my, my teenage years growing up with, with Trent and getting into skinny puppy and, and industrial music in general ministry, you know, Sisters I'm going on tour with ministry. Yeah. And they're just amazing. You know, like that's, that's, that's industrial legends right there. Yeah. And then my friends in health and we're working on a new song together in health and my friends in horror, we just yeah. wrote a song together in horror and uh with with horror and um man there's just so many different projects that i've got coming up that i'm I'm like rattling them off but like yeah it was it was amazing Edie and those guys are amazing from horror gene and um yeah jake from health was there and then i saw ray luzier and of course i was in a band with ray luzier who's the current drummer in corn right and we were in a band called army Army of anyone together And it was great, you know, hey, dude, what's going on? <laughs> Ray Lou's here. How are you? You know, like, it was really great. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. You, and then all the members of Corn, and then the Deftones, you know, Chino's a great guy. And system. I didn't get to say, I didn't get to say hi to him, but I, you know, I, I, you know, was in, you know, I could feel the love all the way from the stage, you know. They were amazing. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's just, it was an amazing festival. I was so bummed I couldn't be there. It was my wedding anniversary. What am I going to do? I can't, can't get out of that. So, oh, yeah, you got to, you got to, got to do your wedding stuff. Yeah. yeah got it. Got to celebrate that. So that's why I was curious how, how your experience at the festival was. And you had mentioned Trent and, and certainly I wanted to talk a little Nine Inch Nails. You, you had that great mm-hmm. reunion with him last year on stage yes. in Cleveland, which was awesome to see the video you out there rocking out with them and then even doing hey man nice shot with nine inch nails was really cool Mm -hmm. but i'm kind of curious man going back to your era of the of the band uh did you get to contribute musically like for the broken ep or was that all i was i was listed as an influence on on the broken ep because i i my thing, my job in Nine Inch Nails was I was always worried about whether or not we were heavy enough, ah. like mean enough. <laughs> and so, because Pretty Hate Machine, there's a lot of light stuff on that. Sure. There's a lot of like, you know, 
but head like a hole and you know down in it and sin those yeah. are those songs really resonated with me something i could never have was also amazing like so i was always telling Trent, like, we got to be heavy dude we got to be heavy because you know trent was making the records by himself uh -huh. you know what i mean so when he did broken it was like holy shit, like wow <laughs> now we're really industrial like it was really great um, but that's all I pretty much I did in Nine Inch Nails. And that's what led me to kind of working by myself. And like I went away and I wrote, Hey Man, Nice Shot and Dose and Under. And, you know, I I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really creatively doing much in Nine Inch Nails. And that's why I left ah. to do Filter in 1993. And, um, you know, uh, it was, you know, to make it in two bands is pretty is a pretty tall order. And, you know, for the audience to to like have patience with, you know, not only the fact that I quit Nine Inch Nails, but that I was going to unleash, you know, my whole new, you know, rock and roll arsenal against, you know, to them and hope and hope that they would like it. Um, but yeah, it, it worked out and, you know, I've sold millions and millions of, you know, of course. the record company always reminds me that I've <laughs> sold millions and millions of records and, and, uh, I've been able to tour the world and, and, uh, you know, and, you know, for 20, the last 30 years. And so it was, it was a great decision and I'm, and I'm happy that it worked out, but it was pretty ballsy at the time. I mean, yeah. to leave something that was, that was so established and so amazing, and um and to strike out on my own but it gave it gave danny loner and it gave uh robin fink a chance to to flourish in in nine inch nails because it took two guitar players to replace me that's what <laughs> that's what danny always says it took two guitar players to replace richard patrick <laughs> i love that you were the keeper of heaviness for nine inch nails that's well that's a great... i mean i i mean trent was you know trent's the mastermind he's sure. the guy he's sure. the guy but my little kind of additive was just dude we gotta be heavy it's gotta be heavy it's got it can't it can't be we can't be like you know too light you know it's got to be dark you know it's got to be fucking heavy because i was so into skinny puppy and ministry at the time and i just wanted to make sure that we represented because trent's a songwriter you know trent's yeah. a songwriter. skinny puppy is like their songs are so avant-garde and crazy and there's no real structure there's just this kind of like menacingness to them all <laughs> and um you know trent was like no i'm a songwriter i'm gonna bring a verse i'm gonna bring a chorus i'm gonna bring a bridge i'm gonna you know so he that was what made him original within that industrial kind of genre yeah but he was still more like dude trent like you know trent was into like all kinds of different bands you know so he he wasn't necessarily trying to be industrial he was just being nine inch nails whereas i was kind of coming from it like dude we've got synthesizers that sound mean <laughs> like you know what i mean so i don't know i i that was just my little one thing of of, of what i remember is always always being the guy that was like dude god fucking and tackling on stage and everything like that like we like we wanted the mayhem yeah we wanted it to be really aggressive live and stuff and so he would tackle me on stage <laughs> he would like start fights with me and shit like on stage and stuff so you know it was amazing my back has never been the same <laughs> but uh you know it was awesome who knew trent could tackle so well on the open field you know 
Yeah, well, I'm sitting there concentrating on playing guitar, and he would come up and just deck me. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, speaking of of the heavy, dude, I wanted to get your take. We're an old school radio station. We do mandatory Metallica every mm-hmm. night, which you're going to be a part of. And I was thinking that with you talking about being the ambassador of heaviness, I was hoping that uh, along the way of your guitar playing, I'm sure you uh, learned some uh, Metallica riffs and, and were a fan. You never did. Point. No. I never did. Really? I never did. I was the heaviness was more like i don't take this the wrong way i love metallica Mm -hmm. they're awesome but the band that really really meant everything to me as far as metal as far as straight up metal is pantera pantera okay pantera was because phil approached it you know he shaved his head and he was like punk he looked like a straight edge punk guy and um i too had a shaved head and was like like straight edge kind of well not straight edge because i drank but (laughs) like and so did phil uh but like we were punkers you know we we kind of came at it from a different view so when i saw him with pantera i was like this is awesome because Pantera, you know because they're not straight up right you know Right, you know, right, metal, right. like, you know, that's that's what I think of when I hear hair metal or whatever, like, ah, you know, like a, right. like a, a crazy ass scream like that. Um, but like these guys brought like attitude and, you know, like, walk on home, punk, you know, just hey, specs, you talking to me, you know, like I just loved it. I just love Pantera. So maybe you could play a Pantera song too tonight. I'll definitely play one for you. I, I, I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on them kind of doing their celebration with, with the brothers yeah. being gone and Charlie and Zach yeah. stepping in? I think it's awesome. I, uh, you know, not to sound crass, but life is for the living. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still here. You know, and so is Phil, and so is Rex. Yeah. And Zach was like Dime's best friend, you know, and Charlie is amazing. You <laughs> know? More than capable. And more than capable. And like, let's celebrate Pantera. Let's, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, I, I think that, I think that that's kind of the important thing is that like, you know, I mean, you know, look, the Rolling Stones were playing shows five days later. Right. Charlie Watts died. Right. You know, and U2 is going to play without Larry Mullen. Yeah. First time in the history of the band. And, you know, that's insane. But at the same time, you know, Larry's like, go do it. You know, like go play he's he's having back surgery and he's recuperating from that he's always had a bad back because he fell off the motorcycle when he was a kid and so like he's out there they celebrate the music of you too i mean one of these days you know we're not going to be here anymore yeah. you know i mean bono's 63 i'm 55 you know if, if you if you somewhat like our music you gotta you know keep coming you know it's what keeps us alive you know i mean just imagine if the if the Beatles could get back to could have gotten back together with John Lennon and I mean that would have happened somewhere in the nineties the the Beatles would have gotten back together and played a stadium tour. Oh God! You know what I mean? That, they would have done it if they, both George and 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 John had survived. Yeah. You know, and even to this day, it's amazing to see Paul McCartney. Now he doesn't necessarily have to come out as the Beatles because he you know is Paul McCartney. Um, 
but I think like, I just think, you know, music is so important and, and, you know, and rock and roll is becoming so established that I think that everybody should just partake and jump in and go in feet first. I mean, skinny puppy is never going to tour again. This is wow. their last tour, you know? And that's why I was almost crying. Cause I was like, man, this is just brings back so much memory and it's, it's so amazing. And ogre is still amazing. And, <laughs> Evan Key and so yeah, get out there and check out all the music you can, and go see Filter on June sixteenth at Rock and Brews inside Yamava. Yeah, inside the Yamava. Don't spend too much money at Roulette. <laughs> try and some, try and save some money. Get get some VIP stuff going on. Check that out. Come and say hi to us before the show. Beautiful. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the time. Loving the you new music. It. Can't wait for the new album and uh, hope to see you out the there. New the new record is Amazeballs. I, I love that you said it's heavy, dude. That's that's certainly it's, up my alley. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it's, it. It's, it's it's really heavy. I mean, you know, Face Down is kind of more commercial, you know. Um uh more that mid tempo. Obliteration is heavy, but yet yeah, very single sounding. Still sounds like uh like it like it should be on the radio. Um, and then, then there's a few songs that are just so heavy. You can't even get away with any, you could never <laughs> like, they're just, they're just like straight up Deftones type songs. You know, they're just like amazing. Awesome, so, man. Can't wait yeah. to hear it. I love, love the heavy. It was a pleasure to speak with you. And like I said, can't wait for the album and the tour and everything. And the Excellent. Freaks on Parade, we didn't even get into, but we'll, we'll the, what? That, the Freaks on Parade tour. We didn't even oh, get yeah. into. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Alice Cooper. Zombie. Um, Rob Zombie, Ministry and Filter. It's yeah. amazing. Incredible. I'll hopefully see you at that show, if not the uh, Yamava show. Thank you for the time, Richard. Cool. Appreciate Come and it. see us. I will do. Yamava, baby. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.